Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 3rd, 2020. We have 10, count that, 10 days until Buccaneers kickoff. That is so crazy. Uh, now we get to see our first run to the Super Bowl this year. Not our first run of the Super Bowl, but our first run of the Super Bowl this year. When we whoop up on the Saints week one with nobody in the stands. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> All right, we've got a good show for you today. we got got uh, some... Interesting signings, some interesting releases. Uh, we have updates on what the Buccaneers are going to do with fans in the stands. And It's like the Bucks just waited until we put out our last podcast where we were wrong about everything. Everything. And then they were like, oh, hey, just kidding. <laughs> Good show for you tonight. But first, let's get to some fact checks and follow-ups. <sighs> this isn't a good one. All right, fact check. I didn't know whether to label this a fact check or follow-up, so it's a fact check and follow-up. Derrick Henry only had 75... 75. <laughs> he only had a Brett Favre against us. Oh. He had 75 yards against us. That was it. He did not rush for 100 yards. Now, did, the, But he did he have any yards receiving? Oh, I don't like know. Like how many receiving yards did he have? But okay, so we didn't ha- he was not a 100-yard rusher He was us. not... He, but Chris Carson was. Chris Carson was. Now, Tennessee mm-hmm. had 72 yards rushing total. Huh. Derrick Henry had 75 yards rushing. So somebody lost some yards. Ryan Tannehill lost When they took a yards. knee? No. Well, I don't know. Might have been. No. Might have been. Hmm. But did you know only three of Tampa Bay's 16 opponents in 2019 rushed for over 100 yards as a team? Only three. Three. That's incredible. That was crazy. The only individual 100-yard game rusher the Buccaneers allowed was to, you were correct, Seattle's Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. He got 105 yards in week nine. Okay, you owe me dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again? No, we didn't have that on there. <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers didn't just set their own 16-game record for run defense last year. Uh, they actually fielded the 11th best run defense in the past four decades in the NFL. That was since the NFL went to a 16-game schedule in 1978. You think we're going to be better this year? Yes. Me too. I do too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but now, I remember under Shiano, we had, was it the 10th best? Yeah, I think so. I it it was. was up there. But then I looked on the chart, and it had it didn't have that on there. I don't know. Hmm. It was weird. Maybe at the time, it was 10th best, and then it fell down. Well, there's uh, 2014 was the only other team that placed in uh, run defense. I can't remember who it was. Redskins, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But uh, if you if you even take us back all the way to the beginning of the NFL, our run defense last year is 13th in the NFL in the whole history of the NFL. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty friggin' good. All right, let's get on to some news. Got some big stuff going. Big, big. Speaking of rushing. Yes. It, uh, our big signing. They rushed right through all of our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I tweeted today. Somebody had tweeted this on us. And um, 
I said, I think we're like 0-65 for our predictions this offseason. 0-65? Especially, yeah. About right, probably yeah. about right. Yeah, we missed the Tom uh, Brady. I mean, I said. Yeah, like Tom, no Tom Brady, Gronk. I know. It's like one thing after another. And it was just like, yeah, I don't think they're coming here. And then they'd sign the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, we signed Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Uh, how you feel about this one? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, we talked crap about it. Yes, uh, the last podcast because of his character issues and his injury issues. We said he just wouldn't be a good fit for the team. Well, I said the same thing about Tom Brady, and now I'm super excited that he's here. <laughs> <laughs> so the same thing with Leonard. Um, so I listened to a couple of Bucks podcasts today to get the inside scoop on all this, and it was Peter Cass that said the character issues were aren't necessarily on him like he was really unhappy in jacksonville but apparently that whole organization is just yeah exactly it's just a cluster so it wasn't necessarily just him it's just and especially since tom coughlin when Mm -hmm. they hired tom coughlin i forget who it was that said that he set him back like 10 years (laughs) Yeah, people don't like that old school coaching anymore. Yeah, it's really phased out. So his character issues, it was just a matter of he wasn't happy with the team. And <laughs> now be, that he's on our team, we're making up all kinds know, of excuses. Right? Of, well, his injuries were, you know, they weren't real injuries. Either, yeah, right. BA right? <laughs> uh, did say that he had contacts that knew Leonard and he reached out to them and they said he was not an issue. Your video is still a little choppy. Can you do something about that there, Molly? IT girl, Molly? No? Okay. I don't know what you want me to do. Hocus pocus. <laughs> Yell know. at your computer. <laughs> it's usually what you do, isn't it? Oh, I can click about a dozen times, see how that works. <laughs> Yeah, for now, I wanted to look at some game film today. I didn't get around to it because I took a really long nap. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just invited people over. <laughs> like I work remotely. Up. Yeah, and he like dips out, and I'm working. I got a house full of kids, and Ralph's nowhere to be found. I said I'm going to take a shower, and next thing I know, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm waking up. How do you lay in bed to take a shower? I don't know, but I figure <laughs> it out. Ralph likes to tell me he's going to meditate, and then two hours later, he emerges. Well, it usually starts off meditation mm-hmm. and then ends up with uh, dreaming. I know. Yeah, okay. so I, I really want to look at him. I've had Fournette on my fantasy football team before. That doesn't really count, but, you know, you do keep an eye on guys when they're in fantasy football. I, but I he kept getting injured, He kept getting I think. injured, yes. Uh, he's never been good to me in fantasy football. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm not taking any of the bucks this year in fantasy. I'm taking all the bucks. Are you really? Yep. I'm going to try to do a whole bucket. Are you just saying that to me because we're in the same league and Don't it's even like think about double crossing Jedi that. mind tricks. Not this time. I'm on to you. I'm dead serious. I want a full buck roster. I'm going to get the buck kicker, whoever it is. <laughs> get both of them. We're going to get the bucks defense. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's he's a different style running back than what we're used to. Uh, I would put him more, well, I wouldn't even say LeGarrette Blunt, but he'd be closer to that, you know, if I'm correct in my, you know, just kind of offhanded watching. Your format. recollection. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll even see if he gets uh, you know, first, second string, third string nods because 
Bruce Arians said that Rojo is the starter. He's the guy. And from the sounds of it, he's really high on LaShawn McCoy. So Yeah, so I think it's going to be a running back by committee. Yeah, yeah. I think those three are for sure Rojo, LaShawn McCoy, and Leonard Fournette. And I think in the number four spot, it goes to Dare because he's yeah. got the special teams. Yeah, I think they'll probably rotate uh, Rojo and McCoy and then Dare will be the third down back like they were last year. And then they'll use Fournette as a closer. That's how I'm thinking it. You know, save him for later in the game. Hey, you got to figure, he hasn't been at training camp at all. and He's not even in the building yet because he's got to go through all the COVID procedures. So he's got to get te- – which I don't understand that because, you know, he's been te- he's been at Jacksonville's camp. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, you know, presumably he's already sure. been through all that, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's going to start off behind everybody. So he's not going to be the starter for sure. Yeah. Uh, how deep he can get into the field, we don't know. But that's my prediction anyhow. Uh, I think they will eventually use him uh, probably at the ends of games as a closer. Well, Maybe and, later in the season, he'll move up the chart. Yeah, like what if Rojo just kind of craps the bed? Or, yeah, right. you know, LaShawn McCoy, he's been known to have a fumbling problem. And these guys are going to have to know how to catch. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of pass him? catching back is he? Leonard? Yeah. Do not know. Okay. Watch some film. I'm going to watch some film. All right. I'm going to watch all of his games from last year. Right. Uh but he is a punishing runner. You know, I know that for sure. Kind of like in the mold of Derrick Henry. And we haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah. Like I said, LeGarrette Blunt, and which he's number 27, right? I don't know. You know, he tweeted that picture of yeah. him in the number 27 jersey. 27 and that's Rojo's number. Rojo's got 27. So that's another uh, jersey. Well, and it's not like Leonard Fournette is like this seasoned veteran where you just hand over your number. I mean, he's 25. Right. Yeah, he's going to have to stroke a check if nothing else. (laughs) And that's if Rojo will even give it up. Right. I don't don't know what Rojo's college number was. A lot of these guys get attached to their numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, becomes their identity. Yeah. Or it has like special significance to them. Yeah. What do you think about it? It's a weird predicament that that the Buccaneers are in because we're so stacked at every other position that so much talent. We've never had this much talent. I know. It's just we're like boiling over with talent. And it's a weird situation that we haven't been in that I've seen where you can just upgrade. I mean, we only have what positions do we really need an upgrade at? Running back for sure. Yeah. You know. And You're talking about superstar upgrade. Just anywhere, like okay. on the team. At the end of last season, what would you say, where could we have upgraded? I would say running back, quarterback. Safety. Safety. You know. I mean, there aren't many positions. Yeah. There aren't many need positions that yeah. we have. And so we're in this interesting situation where it's like we can kind of go for slowly upgrading all these kind of, it's kind of a luxury mm-hmm. that we have. There's no like pressing needs. Like the most we need is, you know, a decent running back, but we've already got a few. And who was it today in the press conference with BA 
brought up a good point. He said, how's it feel to have players want to come here? Yes. He said, you know, who was it? Was it Greg Almond? I can't remember. I can't remember. They, they said, look, you weren't here before, but the Buccaneers have had a hard time getting free agents to come to mm-hmm. the, the team. And now, We always end up, we overpay. Mm-hmm. We've had to overpay. And they come here and take a vacation, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... Since I've been a fan, it's been a crapshoot as far as free agents go because you never know what you're going to get. And more often than not, they burn us. Yeah. But now we've got guys willing to take less money to come and play here. So So. this is what it's like to be a Patriots fan. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, Cam Newton was designated the starter to the New England Patriots today. That surprises me. That surprises me. I mean, I haven't paid attention to their camp, so he might be having like a phenomenal camp. Uh, Well, even still, it's just, I I just don't think it's going to work. I'm going to say halfway through the season, he'll be benched. I think this was the one prediction we made last season that came out right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We predicted Cam Newton wouldn't even make it through the season and he'd be gone at the end of the Mm -hmm. season. We were Uh correct on that. Uh, it's just, you know, Belichick has never had a player with that type of diva personality who's not going to, I mean, Cam Newton's not going to be a straight-laced, uh, by-the-book player. You know, he's going to be emotional, and he's going to do what Cam Newton wants to do. It's just going to be a weird fit in New England. It's going to be very, very interesting. I don't, I don't think it's going to work, but you never know. It's Belichick. It's going to be interesting because now Belichick doesn't have an excuse you know, before when he had Stidham, you know, you could have said, well, you know, he's grooming a new quarterback. If he sucks this year, it's because he's kind of building, rebuilding the team and everything. He doesn't have that excuse now. This is a real showdown between who was it, Belichick or Brady? Mm-hmm. You know, and if mm-hmm. Brady comes out and kills it, Belichick doesn't with Cam Newton, then we got the answer, which I'm hoping that's going to be the answer. I was going to be Tom Brady. I suspect it's going to be a little bit of both. I think it's more. I think it's more Belichick than Brady, but... You hush your mouth. (laughs) But I think a lot of it is mental, too. And if Tom Brady, for 20 years, has been told he's the GOAT, irrespective of who gets the credit for that, I think you still carry that. Okay. So, I mean... I'm cool with it. Whatever. I guess it's kind of a cop-out. It's a little... (laughs) I mean, he's got that confidence and that, you know. Well, it's just so wild. I mean, Br- Belichick has never played without or never had success without Tom Brady. And yeah. Tom Brady has never had success with Belichick. Big question has always been, who's the most important one? We're going to find out this year now. But I will say that from I haven't followed the Patriots too much. But from what I've seen, it seems like they're kind of a mess. Like they had a lot of people opt out and... You know, the quarterback thing and bringing in Cam Newton, which I'm not really a fan of, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be we'll awesome. We'll see. Yeah. Right. Uh, Buccaneers are not having fans. They announced it. They're not going to have fans for the first two home games, September 20th and October 4th. They will assess after that. So Jenna Lane tweeted a picture of the Tom stadium. Brady? No. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Let me look at this picture. Tom might be in there somewhere. He's in there somewhere. Okay, I don't see him. With little heart emojis. That's not to say he's not the background on her phone. Uh, but all the seats are like zip tied. The seats are zip tied? Yeah. Let me see that. Go to Jenna Lane. She's got... That's just weird looking. So I guess for a social distance, I don't know. I, I don't know if that whole section, Can they're like blocking off. Do you know how to do that? No. Okay, never mind then. Sorry. Yeah. IT, IT girl Molly. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we've joined the list of teams that are not having fans in the stands to start the season. At least they haven't committed to no fans throughout the season. Right. So the next game that could potentially have fans is Green Bay. What is that? October? In October. October what? 18th. October 18th. Okay. Everybody get your tickets for October 18th. Which that'll be interesting. Aaron Rodgers coming to Ray J. He's probably going to cry about our field again. You know he is. He's going to cry because he's going to get whooped up on. I know. Little crybaby. He is. He's like the worst. I used to really like him. I was like, ugh. Until you read that article. Uh, no, it? no. The first time was when he bitched about our field. Oh, that's good. I was like, ugh, get over yourself. So we also released Kyle Love today, defensive tackle. That's right. That that really surprised yesterday. me. I was happy we got him as uh, some backup, and now he's gone. Yeah, so kind of it, surprising. Jenna Lane tweeted that it cleared 750000 in cap room and yeah. kind of made way for Leonard Fournette. So with Fournette, his salary let me see. He's got a two million dollar salary. And then Is it a one year contract? Yeah. Okay. And we had one point two six million in cap spaces per Greg Allman. So Adding his two million dollar salary, and then with the seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, I don't know. This <laughs> math. How does it work? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Greg Allman was tweeting that we were having we had thirteen thousand left. Thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, in cap space. Uh, and that you was after you know because. The salary cap only counts with the top 51 of your roster. So I guess he bumped somebody down. Mm -hmm. uh, so then we weren't necessarily using $2 million in cap space. But then, so now SpotRack has us updated. And they're showing our available cap space at 175000 Hmm. Yeah, we gave uh, Fournette a one-year deal worth of max value of three point five million. Now he, he's getting two million in base salary, and the rest of it's incentive-based. Uh, it's going to be based on rush yards and play time. Yeah, yeah. And plus, with his, he he gets uh, there's no offsets with the Jaguars deal, and if he wins that arbor that deal with them, he's going to be getting four point two million anyhow from them. What they owe him, so he can double dip. There we go. Get up in there. And of course, since they waived him and nobody picked him up, 
Yeah. No one had to assume his contract. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats and... 2017, he only played 13 games. 2018, he only played eight games. And 2019, he played 15 games. He's never played a full 16-game season? Nope. That's never good. Yeah. It's one of the things I like about Nagama Kong Sue. He never missed a game due to injury. Suspension, Suspension, on the other hand. He actually hasn't missed a whole lot of games, even with suspensions. Yeah. Well, most of his suspensions took place early in his career. Back when he was a young, yeah, young buck, hot-headed, and he got the reputation for being dirty. Yeah. yeah. Offensive linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul says that Shaq Barrett has a lot in his pass rushing arsenal. He's opened up JPP eyes with some of the moves that he's done in practice. Said they both try to make each other better. Again, I feel like you know these reporters wouldn't have to do all this work if they just listen to our podcast because that's exactly what I said. There was actually like uh, quite a few people have tweeted out that or mentioned that Shaq Barrett has a huge arsenal. It looks like your video stuck there. I know. I'm looking at it. What are you doing? I don't know. Freeze. I know. It's been frozen for like 30 seconds. Look at that face. And it's like the worst face. <laughs> uh, you got to make that like the the picture. The picture. Yeah. That's going to be the thumbnail. The thumbnail. Oh, gosh. All right, got that technical difficulties worked out. We are back online. Molly's still looking blocky. Sorry. Pixelated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Jason Pierre-Paul also had a few other things to say. He said that uh, Nacho is one of his favorite teammates on this team. Uh, said he's a great friend, and they talk a lot during the offseason. Says Nacho is a player that every team needs because he's a high-energy guy. Now, Nacho, we talked about this in the podcast, too. If you've ever been on a sales team or a sports team, you know there's a lot of downtime. Guys just milling around, milling about, hanging out, doing nothing. Teams that are the best teams that are united always have that one guy who just makes standing around fun. You know, he can always, he's energetic, he's, he got, he's always talking crap and everything. Pat McCaffrey. Mm. Reminds me of that guy. Yeah, you know he's just always running his mouth. Always got something. You know he can make himself look like a jerk. He can be funny. He can, you know, he's always got something going on, some kind of game to play or whatever. Nacho is that guy. Okay. You know, every time we've seen him on the uh, press conferences or the Zoom videos or on the, the screen, he's just very, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> he he doesn't shut his mouth basically. Uh, well, and he's a trash talker on the field. I want him to listen to his trash talk. I know. I want him to be mic'd up one time. We'll see what it, we'll see if he gets any uh, starting time. Well, they might not do it because if he's got too much of a foul mouth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It'd be nothing but bleeps. Right. Uh, who is it on in the secondary that's like that? Uh, there's there's quite a few guys that are uh, real energetic and seem like they have a, a good bond team bond ability. Oh, Carlton Davis. And he's the oldest one, right? I, I don't. I think know. it was Carlton Davis. Him or Jordan know. Whitehead. Yeah. Um, Jamal he, Dean was all. He's very quiet. Yeah, wasn't he like the nerdy guy? Yeah, he's yeah. like super awkward. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. I love Jamal Dean. Uh, Carlton Davis had like a handshake with some of the other guys. Mm. Like some of them do. Yeah. I think it's a lot. Um, throughout the team because they were like doing it with Devin White and. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think Jordan Whitehead was getting in on it. Yeah, it, it's one of the issues I had in the previous uh, regime or whatever you would call it. Uh, you know, Gerald McCoy was not that guy. He was not, you know, a, a unifier of men. Uh, Devontae David is not that kind of guy. He's quiet and everything. And Dominic Sue's not that kind of guy. Uh, Vita seems to be a little, you know, he likes to BS. A lot of the guys oh, yeah, on the offensive line. Yeah, he's goofy. Uh, but uh, Levante David, Devin White seems to be, I, I, I haven't quite figured him out yet, but he seems to be taking over a very big leadership. Yeah, he's team. a big personality. Yeah. He's yeah. got a lot of personality. And him and uh, Leonard Fournette are, they were teammates at LSU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, they've got a real good chemistry. As a matter of fact, when Fournette, it was, they were talking about him coming to the Buccaneers. Devin White was on there tweeting about it. He was like, "Yeah, tweeting at Fournette." And when he got when he when he signed, Devin White said something about, uh, "You got some real hitters on this team now. You don't have to worry about faking it or something." Oh, no. yeah. yeah, the team seems to have really good chemistry. Like I saw a tweet from one of them today. I forget who it was. I want to say Sean Murphy Bunting, but it might have been somebody else. Said they just love this team. And so it's good to see that kind of rapport and chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaq Barrett did a press conference today. Uh, didn't really get a whole lot out of it. Yeah. You know, he seemed kind of canned in his responses. But he... Uh, he did talk about uh, Tristan Wirfs, and he said, that guy's the real deal. And he said uh, he's going to be a problem for a lot of pass rushers. Really? Now, yeah, that's coming from probably the best pass rusher in the league. And, uh, you know, you know, these guys are going to talk their teammates up. But I yeah. did get the impression that he was like, oh, this guy's serious. Well, they've all done it. They've all talked about him like that. Ryan mm-hmm. Jensen said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And on the Ira Kaufman co- podcast, they brought that up. And Lee said, you know, they do do that. Like, they're not going to go in front of the media and start bashing their teammates. Right. But it's like, how much do they say? And he gave the example with Caleb Beninock. Like, <laughs> Jensen made comments like, yeah, he's improving or whatever, yeah. but he wasn't, it wasn't like a glowing review. Yeah. He's not completely horrible. Right. So mm-hmm. for them to say as much as they are about Tristan, it seems like it's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a picture of Tristan Worth today. He was standing beside, I think it was Ryan Jensen and somebody who I'm not sure who they were. I don't think they were a teammate, but they were, they were a big guy too. And he dwarfed them. I mean, he was, really? yeah, he was, he, he was just, you're like, wow, that was a big dude. Really? Yeah. He's a big guy. And he's not like, you know, like, like Donovan Smith's kind of a big guy, but he's not what you would look at and go, that looks like an athlete. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tristan Worse, you look at him, you go, wow, that's, that's, he's packed. He's nothing but muscle. Really? He yeah. He doesn't have a big gut. Really? Well, you know, like after they're, they're kind of chubby always in their rookie year, most mm-hmm. of the guys like all over the team and then it seems like their second third fourth year they kind of slim down like remember josh freeman mm-hmm. we learned later it's the cocaine, <laughs> the cocaine but uh, <laughs> the cocaine diet. <laughs> he said he quit taco uh, bell but <laughs> oh yeah uh i wonder what josh freeman's up to right now oof eh, sad story uh, yeah though. i don't I mean, think I, wanna... I was so excited about him Sheesh. you know remember when he posed uh it's the Michael Jackson. Yeah, with the Michael Jackson with the tigers and the white suit. Yeah, that's what we should have went. Mm. Mm. You know, 
I made that my banner on Facebook at the time. I <laughs> <laughs> loved him. Uh, you know, I was talking about this is going to be a jam-packed podcast, but we're pretty much out of stuff to talk about now. We blew our wad already. I know. I thought you were going to talk more about Leonard. I haven't watched film on him. Yeah. Oh, I do have some Camara news. So apparently they, it was just a total lapse in communication is what it sounds like. And they're saying now they're going to work it out. Uh, Jeremy Fowler Sounds from like ESPN. I know. I'm like, like you get in a fight with your spouse and you're <laughs> posting it all over Facebook, and then you, <laughs> then you make up and you feel dumb because you aired out all your dirty laundry. Uh, so Ian Rappaport is saying that Alvin Kamara and Sean Payton met this morning. Oh, this was yesterday. And they had a nice talk and they cleared the air and that Kamara was expected back at practice and that they'll continue negotiating on a deal. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, but like how much bad blood is there going to be? There's still the potential for that, I think. We could do what we can to stoke it. Because wouldn't you be questioning especially like a younger player like he's coming off his rookie deal that's the thing he wants his so it's not like he's been in the league for a long time and to me the fact that you know stuff's getting out in the media it just seems like it's kind of a maturity issue on his end Mm. so if you're the organization you know that would kind of be a red flag to me Hmm. On the other hand, there was part of it that got out from the organization about them trading him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. on his end, I'm sure that there's a kind of a trust issue, and the fact yeah, that, that probably had, freaked him out. Yeah, and then he had to hear from it, hear about it in the media, <laughs> and I'm sure he's a little confused. Like, hey, I've been in the building, and they're saying, <laughs> how do you not know a player? Yeah, is in the building. Weird there. Yeah, like. He apparently is not going through the proper protocol. I don't know. I mean, they've got to have a procedure for that. Like, if you're injured, you got to report to somebody, and you got to be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. It just seems like they'd have kind of a a way to do that yeah, so that yeah. this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Hey, you know, I got to say something to the Buccaneer fans. A lot of crap has happened this year. A lot of bad stuff and a lot of depression going around. We're blessed, man. We are have probably gotten uh, the best 2020 that uh, people could hope for. If you're a hard Buccaneer fan, this is this is really the best team that we've ever had. You know, as far as personnel, talent, and all that good stuff goes. Could you imagine what it'd be like if we didn't have this? That how 2020 would have been. Yeah, I mean, this has really helped me, you know, having the Buccaneers stuff. I mean, it's been, I'm not gonna lie; it's been kind of a sad, depressing year. Uh, but the Buck stuff has always has been positive. There's been no negative Buck stuff, and we got to consider that as a blessing, you know, us Buccaneer fans. As a matter of fact, Scott Smith had put out; he said, "For as much bad as 2020 has brought, it may just go down as the greatest sports year in Tampa Bay history." It's true, and this it's is true. why. Sports are so important. I yeah, know yeah. it seems like, you know, they're kind of non-essential and, you know, there's How been... How did that become a part of our lexicon? COVID yeah. has brought essential services into our lexicon. But, you know, you think about these millionaire athletes and they're kind of pampered, 
you know, and Mm -hmm. sometimes they're babies and uh, you kind of think like, why do these guys get paid millions of dollars, you know, for playing a game for a living? But it does just go to show like sports are an important part of culture and they, oh, and we brought this up before as far as like the social justice issues that are being kind of dragged into the NFL and it's important for some players these causes but on the other hand you get some fans and other players and coaches that feel alienated by it and Mm. people will tweet criticism at the players a lot where they say stick to sports Mm -hmm. and I don't and I get both sides of it like I don't think players should just have to be quiet and all that but at the same time, it's like the the thing that's great about sports is that they're so they're just a great unifier. Like you can bring people from all backgrounds right. and you come together for a common cause. Like I'm sure people who are listening to us are completely, completely different lives than us. And, you know, we would probably never come together but for the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers. Good point. And so I just think that uh, for me, I do place more value on sports than I did before. Even though, you know, you kind of take it for granted and you're like, oh, well, they'll always be there. Mm. Um, but now that they're not and it's like people don't have anything to focus on mm-hmm. and uh, viewership is down for a lot of sports. It's like they do play an important role. Yes. Yes. And as Buccaneer fans, we should be very thankful for the way our season has gone so far. Mm-hmm. Now, let's imagine think who who's had the worst off season uh i don't know probably cleveland i mean they're always you can always say there. cleveland oh, yeah. uh, uh jacksonville because they're yeah. like Could trading everybody away. I know. 2020 has sucked anyhow yeah. and then your team just implodes like that yeah it would you'd be miserable right now but we've had the buccaneers to help you know pull us through all this mess yeah. so you know buccaneer fans don't be despondent be That's happy right. that we've got this because we've got this. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it seems like the team really has a lot of momentum, too. Like, mm-hmm. despite all the restrictions and the different training camp and all that, it seems like the team is very focused on football and winning and the mm-hmm. goal at hand. Like, how many teams are really going to have suffered because of the lockdown or the change in the schedule or you know what i mean like not able to adjust to everything that's been thrown to them yes yes and we've got one day more practice than some of the teams because we didn't do the uh you know a lot of teams took off i think it was like nine teams 17 something like that took off right practice for the the shootings you know and no matter what you think about it whether you agree with it or disagree with it you got to admit they lost today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you have a short preseason like this, one day means a lot. So, you know, it's going to help the Buccaneers that we didn't do that. Not that we need a whole lot of help anyhow. I think we're. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's player evaluation. They need the time as far as the player evaluation for those, what, six to eight roster spots and the yeah. practice squad. But otherwise, well, I mean. Well, we were figuring it out they're only going to have to cut, what, 11 people? Is that what we figured out? Because there's 16 right. people on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. They've got to get it down to 53. They've got 80 now. So that's what, 69 mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to keep out of 80. They already cut love. So they only got to cut 10 more players. Right. That's not that I mean, much. But the practice squad guys have to clear waivers. Yeah, that's right. So there's that risk. And, you know, people have brought up in the podcast I listened to today that um, 
with Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, we can't put him on practice squad. Somebody will grab him. Yeah, like, do you cut a third round pick with? The, I mean, there's no way he's going to clear waivers. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know anything about the guy. I go. don't either. But you know, when you draft, when you pick a running back that high, I don't know. I just, All right. This is a short podcast. I really thought we had a full hour's worth. Nope. That's it? That's all you got? That's all I got. Let, let me think. Let me put on my thinking cap, see if I can come up with anything else. <laughs> all right. Thinking, thinking cap's off again. Uh, Molly had informed me she had a bunch of stats she wanted to talk about with Leonard Fournette, but we covered some of it. She doesn't want to go through it. But she did bring up that pro football focus, you know, the, the people that we rely on for all of our information. <laughs> that Ralph loves so much. <laughs> thinks is so reliable. Yeah. if you, In case you don't know, I think they suck. But uh, pro football focus says that his pass protection is atrocious. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty Ooh, That's bad. That's a, that, that was something else I was going to bring up. His pass protection needs work. Our, our running back's pass protection was horrible last year. Yeah. And we need that this year. We have to have it. That's the only thing our running back is really going to be good for is uh, pass protection and checkdowns. they got to be able to catch the ball and they got to be able to block. That's, a, that's what our running backs need to do. If he can't pass protect, like I said, then he'll definitely just be a closer. Yeah, I think that's something you need to look at. Yeah. And I hope that they've been working with Rojo in particular this mm. offseason on his pass well, protection. Of yeah, all of them were bad. And, and not, not just, just uh, not, not just missing once or twice. You know, they, they, they generally missed all of them. Dari, Rojo. With Rojo, Peyton, it miss. seemed to me like he just kind of phoned it in. Like well, he didn't true. even try. Really? Yeah. Oh, you mean with the pass yeah protection? with his pass oh, okay. protection? Uh, to me, it looked like they got confused a lot. I mean, they mm -hmm. would totally whiff on guys and everything. Sometimes they'd get just bowled over. But yeah, we got to step up our pass protection for the running backs. That's for sure. But you know, Brady Brady gets the ball out quick. You know, if he feels pressure coming, he's gonna throw it. So it's not gonna be that big of a deal. But we can't have running backs again that are missing assignments. That's for sure. And if Leonard Fournette is that, that, that just even solidifies more into me that he's just going to be a closer. Interesting. I wonder how McCoy is. Yeah, I don't know. We, hmm. I don't know that either. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I love a running back that can pass protect. It is, it is pure gold to me, man. When Cadillac Williams was. Cadillac last. Williams, he was great. Uh it was a guy from Minnesota. Uh, McKinnon? No, it was the other guy. He he was probably one of the best I've ever seen. Latavius Murray? Nope. Can't remember. Anyhow, he was really good. I'm going to think of that. Yeah, as soon as the podcast is over, I'll remember it. <laughs> but, huh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that. We're going to find out. Can Leonard Fournette pass protect? It's one yeah. of the things about running backs that just don't get it. You know, people don't focus on it. It doesn't seem to be I – mean, nobody ever talks about it. But it's hugely important, especially in today's game. You know, you run it back because most teams don't, uh, you know, stack the line with blockers. You know, they usually have five blockers and a running back. You know, if the running back doesn't have anybody to block, he goes for a check down. That's definitely how our team does it. And so running backs just don't get the credit 
for for pass protection that uh you know i think it's a, it's a vital part of a running mm-hmm. game but you get that with most position you know people only see when they have the ball mm-hmm. you know it's like receivers yeah. they only see it when they catch the ball you know they don't pay attention to the routes they run or the blocking they do or you know whether they're shaking guys or whatever it's just and it's the same thing with safeties you know, people will crap all over safeties if somebody catches the ball and a safety is near them. You know, they'll be like, ah, that safety, you know, missed that particular, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you have to look at the game film to see who actually, you know, a lot of times the safety will be doing their job, but the quarterback will mess up. Yeah, or it happened last year when it was supposed to be the linebackers in mm-hmm. coverage yeah. and they, they blew the their coverage. Yeah. yeah. The safety so right. then everyone was screaming about the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, again, you know, watch game film. It's, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll change the game for you, seeing how everybody yeah. has you, to do their part and who doesn't do their part on a consistent basis. Yeah, it pops out at you real quick. You should look at LaShawn McCoy and Fournette, yeah. Fournette for their pass protection. Yeah, definitely going to do that. Going to write that down on my list right now. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't nap today. <laughs> but then again, if I wouldn't nap today, I'd probably be too tired to do yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah, we took our walk today, and it was like 100 degrees outside. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a podcast. I'm tired. Then I got a beer in me, and I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> really, the beer makes me more tired. Nah, it gives me energy. That's my, my elixir of youth. <laughs> it's like Samson's hair. I was just thinking how I need to get beer for next weekend. Yes, you got. Very excited. You got to get some beer. What are you going to drink this year? Miller, Miller Lite. How I always roll. You know what? Guy now, Yingling Gold. When we first got together, you were a Miller guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Drink Miller all the time. Now you're like a beer snob. Is that what's going on? (laughs) I'll never be a beer snob. I'll drink anything. I don't care. But if I get to pick, it's going to be Yingling Gold. That's my new. That's my new favorite. Beer just tastes better with football. I don't know what it is. And fried food, yeah, fried I always food. want I like a big. There's a restaurant we go to where we always get the platter with everything fried. Here's here's what she'll do. She'll go. You want to go out and get drinks? I'll be like, Yeah, let's go out and get drinks. Kind of find out that's just a way for her to trick me into going out and ordering fried food. Yeah, she doesn't care about the drinks. She just wants a big basket of fried food. <laughs> I'm over there getting drunk. Like She's nachos or cheese fries or <laughs> I don't know. It just tastes better with beer. Leaf beer, L E I F F E, some weird beer, and it comes in like a smaller bottles. That beer, I don't know what it is. It's not like got a high alcohol content. I, mean, I think it's like around seven percent or something. But when I drink that, I get drunk quick. I drink like three, and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, I like that beer. It tastes good, too, though. I got a friend of mine who's always turning me on the weird beers. He keeps well, now that's like the, the thing. And you get all the grocery stores with like the huge beer yeah. sections. Yeah. And then that's what we do. We'll go to the grocery store and just walk through and be like, oh, that looks interesting. And 99% of the time, the beer tastes like crap. They're horrible. Yeah, they're really horrible. But, uh, you know, I don't care. I'll drink anything. But every once in a while, you find, a, find that uh, golden elixir, man. Yourself. That's what the breweries are good for, too. We had the... How did this podcast turn into a beer? A beer? I don't know. Uh, the Budweiser had made... There was two beers. A Colto they made, which we didn't know this. It was 
It was tequila, tequila beer. beer. Best beer I've ever had. Man, it was delicious. I didn't and we, like it. We would drink that stuff every time. We got to where it was like we didn't even try any other beers. It was just, you know, we'd get a case of Oculto, put it in the refrigerator. That's all we drank for like a year. And then all of a sudden, we couldn't find it anywhere. We went to buy it. It was gone. And we ended up going to like 15 different stores looking for it. It was nowhere. We're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? We'll come to find out it was, it was made by Budweiser. We didn't know that. I, I normally don't like Budweiser beers. But they did it. It was a seasonal beer. Or they just did it for a year or something like that. And then they just stopped. I'm like, they should tell people this. They didn't even think of you. Yeah, they didn't think of me, man. That's so rude. And so then they did that with the Budweiser Jim Beam. It's a delicious beer, too. And uh, we drank that one year and really got into it. And then they stopped it again. And we were like, oh, no. I think that one's seasonal. Right. Yeah. Then we found out it was seasonal. So so it's going to be coming back right around football season. Yeah. Yeah. I might get on that, that, that train. I'm just drinking it for the effect. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> but I drink so much of it, that I might as well <laughs> put some flavor in there. Dabble. Once in a while, yeah. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. We've heard enough about the beer drinking. We're we're getting it on the brain. We're preparing for football, just like the players are. Oh my gosh! Hold on, I, we just got some news. A, a former NFL assistant coach was arrested on sex trafficking charges. Oh. Who is it? I don't know. Please don't be with the Bucks. Please Mika- don't be Mikhail with the Bucks. Smith, M-I-K-A-L, was arrested Wednesday afternoon in his home in Tempe, Arizona. He's the son of Lovey Smith. No. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, no. Lovey Smith is coaching at the University of Illinois. He was a former coach of Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely horrendous coach, but I don't want to see this happen. Oh, that's bad. Mm. Well, let's see if we got any details. Hold on, guys. Hang in here with me. Oh, and they show the Buccaneers Stadium. This is the Charlotte Observer. Of course, a bunch of jerk-offs. <laughs> former NFL, this is, their, this is their title. Former NFL assistant coach arrested on sex trafficking charges, and they show they have a big picture of the Raymond James Stadium. Didn't he coach with the Bucks? Like, didn't Lovey bring him in? I don't know how many kids he has. That's right. He was our safeties coach, wasn't he? Uh, Maybe. Oh, let's find out. Other charges that Smith is facing include conspiracy, illegally conducting an enterprise, and threatening or intimidating. Ooh. This is coming from Attorney General Mark Brnovich. There are no vowels in the beginning of that name. It's B-R-N-O-V-I-C-H. Never never seen an again name like that. Uh, Smith, along with co-defendant April Mai Rasmussen, are accused of operating and maintaining an illegal prostitution enterprise from December 2008 to September 2019. Rasmussen Whoa. is also accused as working as a prostitute. So that was when he was with the Bucks. No. He's 43. He was a secondary coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dang it. Oh, man. Okay. It is alleged that Smith and Rasmussen induced and encouraged an adult female victim to engage in acts of prostitution for over two months. That was a lot longer than two months. December 2018 to September 2019. It must be other people involved. 
Smith purportedly used constant surveillance and threats of retaliation to keep the victim under his control. Oh, so he was a pimp? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what it sounds like, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's terrible news. Mm. Hate to hear that. All right. Well, there you go. Unfortunate. Poor Lovey. Like, I didn't like him when he was here, but you don't want to see that. No. No, you never want to see that. Well, that that ends this on a bad note, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Debbie Downer. Come up with something good, something happy, something peppy and spicy. You can do we can it. talk about beer again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to alcohol. Drown all of our problems. Yeah, it's sad to hear, man. All right, well, okay, let's look at it this way. Uh, at least Lovey Smith's not the coach of the Buccaneers for many different there, reasons. There's that, That's yep. good. Uh, and Buck fans, just just be happy. Of all the all the mess that's happened this year, we have had the best offseason of anybody. That's true. That's we won true. the offseason. We won the offseason again. But this was this was a spectacular win. This was like a Super Bowl winning mm-hmm. offseason. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm putting money down tomorrow on the Super Bowl uh Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. Don't do that because the last time you did that we got our asses kicked by the Tennessee Titans. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> but this is different. <laughs> hey, you gotta put your money where your mouth is, I right? Know, you're right, you're right. right? You right. Anybody know uh, some good sports betting sites that got good lines, let me know. Uh, I, I, the, the ones I usually use, I'm like, with them, I don't like their lines right now. So if you got some good suggestions, shoot us an email or uh, let us know in the comments below. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can follow us at Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. You can visit us on the website, BuccaneersObserver.com. And, of course, leave us a comment down below in the comments section. You got anything else? Nope. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.